Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's episode, I have Stefan Coker. He is the owner of What's Poppin' Gourmet Popcorn in Buffalo, New York. Um, Stefan, how you doing? I'm good, brother. How you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for taking out the time to do this. I know how busy you are. We had a little, uh, before we hopped on here and started recording, we had a little uh, intro convo since we've never formally met, and uh, you said a lot of great things, so I don't want to steal your thunder, so... Um, for those that are listening that don't know you or don't know who your brand is particularly, um, would you like to give a little intro about who you are and uh, what your vision is with what pop and popcorn is? For sure, man. For sure. First, thank you so much for having us, too. Uh, you know, really appreciate it, man. We're always out here grinding, talking about the business. Uh, so that's important. But, uh, yeah, I own uh, What's Poppin' Gourmet Popcorn um, at 1239 Niagara Street, Buffalo, New York. Uh, you know, we specialize in a slew of uh, gourmet-style popcorns. Uh, we also uh, specialize in private label. Uh, you know, we really do a lot of custom bags uh, for big business, small business, uh, custom flavors, weddings, uh, you name it, we do it, uh, showers. Uh, we wholesale all over the city in Western New York, uh, and we are on a world takeover. Uh, we also ship all over the country, uh, and we are working on that. We also just dropped a new brand that comes out this week uh, called What's Popping Gourmet Pretzels. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Always encouraging people to check the Instagram, the Facebooks, uh, you know, check our website out. Uh, you know, we're always having a lot of fun representing a true movement here in Buffalo. Absolutely. I love it. And it's uh, it's it's awesome to see because like I've moved around a lot since uh, graduating college. Like I've lived in Boston for a year. I lived in Denver for a couple months prior to the pandemic um, and in and out of those years. There was so many times where I would come back to uh, Buffalo and I'm like, damn, man, they don't got any cool little mom and pop businesses like some places even like Milwaukee will have or, you know, right. just places you don't think about it. And then as over the years, as I've come back and, you know, even now still being in Buffalo, you're starting to see it more often where a lot of people like have these little ideas and they start manifesting them and then it becomes like almost like what you were saying, like almost a movement within the community of like, oh, Stefan's doing his thing. Well, fuck, I got an idea too. Like let's collectively Buffalo as a whole elevated in the sense of like more people want to come here, more people want to check it out. And it's ultimately unique in, in different things because I mean, you'll laugh, but the only time I've seen gourmet pretzels or gourmet popcorn was when I was in Denver at the dispensaries. Hell yeah. No, and you're absolutely right, bro. Like, you know, it, it's not that Buffalo's behind behind the wagon here. It's just that, like, we as people got to keep up with the trends. Uh, you Absolutely. Know, like, uh, like I said earlier, you know, we got to be innovative. We got to make sure that we stay with the trends. We got to make sure that everything we're doing is fresh and funky and different. You know what I mean? Buffalo needs to start representing. Well, but you're right. You know, traveling around the country, you see some of these things. Uh, then you come back home and you're like, man, you know, where's this at? Uh, you know, we were just about, uh, you know, dropping something dope. Uh, and running with it and uh, it really took off and uh, you know now we're uh, you know dropping new things uh, within the brand you know so that's why I always preach uh, it's a true movement man we got to roll with hungry uh, hustlers man you know it's all about the circle you keep absolutely so let's bring it all the way back what were you do how did how did the whole idea of what's popping gourmet popcorn even start did uh, someone in the family always bake around the holidays nah. did you guys like what is like what exactly like how did you go to your to your inner circle, circle. I got this idea and then you are where you are yeah no doubt uh you know pretty simple man like uh i've been a chef of my pretty much my whole life uh you know me and my big homie dave uh who a lot of people see all over social media you know he's with me he's been with me uh you know a long time uh you know we actually came up with the concept as a joke uh down at larkin square I used to be executive chef down there 
you know, we were just playing around. We really wanted to just create this corny concept that two big dudes would put together uh, that most <laughs> people really wouldn't think would work. Uh, and to be honest, uh, that's really how it came to be. Uh, you know, we started rolling out black truffle popcorn uh, as a side salad in the restaurants. Uh, people started really liking it. Uh, you know, we really jumped into the concept thinking, you know, hey, why don't we create something? Uh, slowly but surely, we put together a ton of flavors that turned out to be real dope. Uh, and before you know it, uh, we linked up with Austin with, uh, at the time, Buffalo Development. Uh, you know, she found us a brick and mortar. Uh, you know, we started plugging the market scene real hard, out-of-state markets, uh, as many as we could to really solidify the brand, uh, which mm -hmm. was funny because, you know, people at the time just didn't get it. Um, and then we dropped the store. Uh, you know, we used it as, uh, you know, I always say this, uh, the store is really just there for presence, uh, just to get people to understand that this is real. Uh, we're mm -hmm. not just some random people just, you know, selling popcorn. Um, and then we uh, we structured it around my children, man. Uh, you know, it's really about repping my homies, uh, you know, and, um, and and it really took off from there. We started doing five course wine dinner out of the store, uh, all paired with popcorn to still kind of stay in the restaurant kind of industry. Um, mm -hmm. and then we started coming up with some crazy flavors, you know, my children got involved in it, uh, and it really started taking off, man. It really is about, uh, just how you, uh, present your brand, uh, you know, and then the pandemic hit, um, and we shifted to delivery. Uh, we started doing free delivery, five bag minimum anywhere. Uh, and, uh, it really took off. Um, before you know it, we had customers helping us hit, uh, all over the country. You know, we ended up hitting all 50 States in like two months during the pandemic, uh, and that was crazy. Uh, and then the, the business really just kind of skyrocketed from there. Uh, we just started dropping crazy flavors as much as we could, really hitting the scene, really yapping about it. I always say to people, man, you got to shove some your business down people's throats. You know, some people want to hear it. Some people don't. It really doesn't matter. Uh, you know, over time, people will start to catch on. Uh, and you'll start to get followers. You'll start to create that movement. You'll start to, you know, represent what you represent. Uh, but me mainly, you know, I represent my children. You know, I represent the young homies that, you know, want to believe, uh, you know, that they can do anything that they want to do. Uh, you know, um, we had a lot of people say that this business wasn't going to work, uh, especially in Buffalo, uh, especially being black owned, uh, you know, and uh, we shut them all up. You know, so now me and Dave, uh, we always say we're in the business of shutting people up. We don't mean that in a disrespectful way, uh, but it's really about proving people wrong. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to do your research before you can be so opinionated. Uh, and that's really what we represent now. Absolutely. I actually, uh, this might make you laugh, but it, I love that you said uh, two big boys and you said you were a chef because my grandpa is actually a chef. Well, he's retired now, but he used to be. And he would always tell me, because um, when I was a little kid, I asked him, I was just like, why is there no such thing as skinny chefs? And he, he would always joke with me and be like, you can never trust a skinny chef. Can't trust <laughs> a skinny it, chef, brother. You know what I mean? You know, it's Dave always, been, it's yeah, always been in my ear about... Uh, Dave was in my ear about getting out the business and getting out the restaurants long before I was, uh, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. No knock on any chefs out there, but that, that business is, is ridiculous. Uh, you know, and uh, course, I don't like working yeah. for other people. You know, I want to work for myself. You know, uh, I always tell people that what's popping. Yes, we sell popcorn. We sell popcorn. Mm -hmm. uh, but it but it really is a movement, bro. It really is. Uh, it's more than just selling popcorn. We're in the community. You know, we're talking to the kids. We're merging with other businesses. Uh, you know, people are reaching out to us now asking us how we became, uh, you know, a success. Uh, you know, it's really about, uh, you know, just just leaving some sort of lasting legacy for the people that you meet, uh, you know. And so everywhere we go. Uh, we share the story. We don't just sell the popcorn, uh, you know, and we know the product speaks for itself, but some people really want to hear the story, uh, you know, and so we share that and, and we let people know what we truly represent. You know, my kids go to Star Point. I don't know if you're familiar. 
Uh, yes. You know, they, they live a great life, my brother. They live a great life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. You know, uh, I graduated Will North. Uh, I also grew up on the West Side. You know what I mean? We rep the hood. Uh, you know, we, we mainly because we have a lot of talented people out here that don't get that opportunity. Uh, you know, and opportunity may knock, but it won't wait around for you, bro. Uh, you know, so sometimes when that opportunity comes, you gotta you gotta really take it. You gotta run with it. And you know what we're really showing people now is that you know I think we live in a world now where times have changed. You know, you believe in your dreams. If your dream is an outlandish dream and you truly believe in it, it it will come true. You just gotta work hard at it. You know, I mean, me and Dave laugh about it, man. Like we sell popcorn for a living. Uh, you know, we come to work and we make crazy flavors. Uh. You know, Dave's 26 years old. You know, Austin's young, in her 30s. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the opportunity is endless, uh, you know, but it's all about how hard you want to work for it, uh, you know, and that's really what we do. And when we hit the market scene, we never forget where we came from because we got our start in the market scene. So we still hit the markets. We plug the markets every every week. We're, we're everywhere. Um, but I also think that that truly has a lot to do with the success of your business is how hard are you plugging it? You know, it's a seven day a week job. Uh, you know, there's no days off here. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and we're really out here grinding every single day uh, to put this thing on the map. You know, it's so much more than Buffalo. No disrespect to Buffalo. I'm from Buffalo. I love Buffalo. It's love, you know, but opportunity is everywhere. And I want my children to have that kind of opportunity. Uh, so, you know, we're trying to put this thing on the map all over the country. Uh, and that's our big focus. No, of course. And I actually, before we get into like the whole logistics of the story of the business, the, you know, behind the scenes that people don't see, I want to ask you something personally that sits in the back of my mind, but I'm, I don't think I'm necessarily the right person to speak on it. Um, so it seems to me just from people I've met in school, um, you know, how I grew up and stuff like that, it seems, and it's no knock against uh, kids in the suburbs or anything like that. Cause I'm a suburban kid myself. Um, my mom, as I always say on here, my mom had me at 17, raised me completely on her own, did it all on her own, never food stamps, never welfare, none, none of that. Not that th- those are bad things, because right. they're not, but it always seems to me, like my mom always says to me, and she would probably be, if she listens to this, she's probably gonna be mad at me even saying it, but she says to me all the time, like, when I want something, I fucking get it. That's, right. that's what I do. And so my uncle, um, he, you know, he grew up uh, a little rough around the edges. Again, he might be upset if I, he hears this and says this, but I'm just speaking to what I want to ask you. Um, and he did, he, he'd get up before high school started and would shoot hoops at the local like park at like 5 a.m. Because he said to me, he goes, there was no JV, there was no freshman. It was like, if you wanted to play varsity basketball as a freshman, it was either you were starting or you weren't playing at all right? because the competition was that much bigger. Right. So between colleges I've went to people I've met and I'm, and I'm asking you this because you said your kids are from the suburbs. You went to well North. It seems to me that kids that grow up in the suburbs, like I did myself, we have it so good. And I'm not saying we're well off, but we have it so good in the sense that we don't really have to think about where the next meal is coming from, or we don't have to think about like the lights being shut off or any of those things. Which I, I mean, my per, personally, I've never experienced those things. Um, thank God for my mom. But I'm saying the people that have the, have experienced the struggle and have actually experienced struggle when they want to go into business or they have an idea, they don't have that thought of like, oh, well, what are people going to think of me? Or, or, or uh, oh, oh, I don't know if it's going to work. But it right. always seems as though the people that have it good, the people that really don't have to worry a lot as kids they have the most insecurity and the most fear with trying to pursue something. Whereas the people that grew up with nothing, they're like, it, 
I I have nowhere else to go. I'm already at rock bottom. So fuck you're it. You're absolutely it right. You're absolutely right. I agree with it. Yo, listen, man. Privilege is everything. That's the problem sometimes. No knock on the suburbs. You know what I mean? Because like oh. I lived in subsidized housing in the suburbs. You know, I was the poor kid in the suburb, but coming from the life that I came from on the west side, I was the richest kid in the suburbs in my mind. You yes, know what I no, mean? Exactly. But people don't understand that. I know everything about lights getting shut off. You know, that that's a that's a whole nother episode, brother, we could talk about. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> but I also, you know, I also tell the kids in the hood though, it, living in the suburbs as a poor kid and living in the suburbs as a poor kid and living in the city as a poor kid are very similar. Although we ain't gangbanging in the suburbs, you know, because nobody really understands that. They claim that, you know, it, it's funny. I meet I meet kids in the suburbs who think they know, but they don't. You know, and, and and that in itself is sad because you should be fortunate from the life you came from, man. If you didn't have to worry about lights getting cut off, if you didn't have to worry about where you were getting that last meal, if you didn't have to worry about ripping those food stamps out of that pamphlet, because that's how it was back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you should be proud of that. You know, but some people like to enlighten it. They think it's they think it's they think it's a they think uh, they, they want it's a facade. They want to live that life and they ain't never lived it. So they don't really know, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and that's why I go so hard, because. Living in the suburbs didn't really help me. You know, I was yeah. a black kid. I was a black kid in the suburbs. Uh, you know, all it did was motivate me to want what every kid, all my friends had. It wasn't until I got a little bit older to realize that my friend's parents were very judgmental people. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. want them to come around where I live because that's where the poor kids live. You know, perception is everything, my G. You know, I say that all the time, you know, but. At the same time, like, I would never change my life. I would never change where I come from because it's made me a hustler. You know, mm-hmm. some people, you know, have a different uh, opinion on what a hustler really is. You know, uh, you know, I was raised, uh, you know, a hustler was somebody who was uh, out on the corner from sun up to sundown. And whatever mm-hmm. you were selling, you had to get it off before you left. Uh, you know, yeah. you needed that money. You had to make sure that the people in your life were fed. Uh, you know, I live that life still. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and I look at my children. My children are biracial. Yeah, I look at my children, you know, uh, not any, nobody's going to leave a legacy for my children but me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and what we do. Uh, this is a sick world we live in, you know. I, I, I know some people get turned off by these kind of conversations, and that's sad to me. Uh, but my children may not have, my children go to a predominantly white school. They may not have the same opportunity as all the other kids that come out of that school. If somebody wants to disagree with that, that's a very, that person needs to change their mindset because uh, that's the reality of this life. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, for us to witness a man get killed on national television, uh, I think we all need to change our ways. I think we all need to change our mindsets, uh, you know, and I preach that to my children, no matter how fortunate they are. Uh, so for me, every day is like a race. I say this to Dave. I feel like I'm in a race with myself every single day. I don't know where the finish line is. I don't know what I'm getting if I make it to the finish line. Uh, but that's my mentality. Uh, every day I wake up and I say, yo, what are we doing to put this thing on the map? There's no slow days. There's mm-hmm. no, oh, we don't have a lot of orders today, so we'll take it easy. It's always a grind no matter what we're doing, and it never stops. That's a pro and a con. That's a pro and a con. You know, Absolutely. Will we get to the point that we want to be? Yes, we will, because we have no choice. Uh, has the road been hard to get there? It most certainly has. We don't come from financial backing. Uh, you know, we don't have parents that have put up money for us to help us get into it. Uh, you know, a lot of us and anybody who's involved with what's popping gourmet popcorn has put up their own money, has invested their own money and reinvested it into the business. Uh, you know, uh, we've learned uh, from not having to go hit banks. 
Uh, we've had a couple people that have really helped out with us. Don't get me wrong, Beverly Gray Center on the east side of Buffalo. Uh, you know, we've had some people that have really helped out. But with that said, uh, you know, we never hit a bank. We never uh, reached out. Uh, you know, we didn't have that kind of backing. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. that puts a different mindset on what your business is going to be uh, and how you're going to pursue it. I agree with you. Um, I don't have any insecurities necessarily. I don't worry about what other people think. I don't worry. Uh, oh, my God, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? If it fails, it's on us. If it fails, mm -hmm. it's on us. Uh, you know, and I know I sound stern about that, but that's really what it is. Uh, you know, we can't be out here pointing the finger at people. Uh, you know, if what's popping gourmet popcorn doesn't work in Buffalo, it'll work somewhere else. That's how I look at it. Uh, and it, then it'll work somewhere else. The point is to expand it enough uh, to where it works everywhere. It needs to be a household name. And Buffalo is not a major city. Uh, you know, so so we create it here in Buffalo. Uh, we represent it because this is where we're from. We never forget where we came from. So we never Ever. Uh, but we always expand. We always we always chase uh, that opportunity because uh, you never know who you're talking to. Bro, I take every interview. Anybody who wants to talk to me, come yap with me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? One, you never know who you're talking to. Two, never. Uh, relationships are everything, man. I'm all about creating relationships with the people that I meet and respecting them and showing love to them. Not enough people do that either. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I've lived a pretty shitty life. Uh, and my life is now turning around because I have three beautiful children. We have a great business. I have a team that loves and we support each other. Uh, but you know what? That's the team, man. That ain't me. You know, that's finding the people that you can ride with and finding people that believe in your vision. And when they believe in your vision, then their vision becomes their vision. Your vision becomes their vision. And before you know it, uh, you've created this massive, massive uh, movement of people that truly respect what you're doing. You know, that's why I love my life so much, you know, and that's why I preach love so much. Uh, you know, man, shit, man, we could all we all got a story. You know, we all come from we all have moments in our lives that have, that have made us define what we've become later in life. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but if we can rise above it and try to see the positive in it, fuck, bro, you know, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. Uh, without a doubt. And and that's the that's the thing. Like, I always am like curious because like as I hear uh, certain people like. It always seems to me like the people that um, are do become the most successful in business um, that you do get to see are more so the people that struggled so much that the thought of failing or the thought of looking goofy never crosses their mind. Never crossed like, my mind. Never, never. So it's um, crazy wanted... that you say that. I appreciate you saying that because you know I've never really no, heard of it course. in perspective. And you're absolutely right. It never crosses my mind, bro. I could be butt-ass naked walking down Niagara Street right now, and I could tell you, yo, I'm still going to be a success. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter because I have the right team with me. You know what I mean? And not enough big owners, and not enough owners give enough praise to their team. Uh, you know, and that's everything. You know, you can have a guy who comes up with a million fucking great concepts. I always used to say this in the restaurant. You could be the best chef that you could, you could be the best chef ever, better than anybody. But if you don't have the right team, if you don't have the right front of the house, if you don't have the right owner, if you don't have the right menu, then you're nothing. You're nothing. It doesn't matter how great you are. Uh, you know what I mean? And not enough people sing enough praise to the people that actually make them money. My team is making us money. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, my team is making us money to reinvest into new concepts. Uh, you know, it, uh, you can have a great idea guy, uh, but the execution is everything. And it's bringing people in that actually want to talk to you. You know, you ever meet somebody who owns a business, but he's got no fucking personality? You know, how's he selling his business? How's he selling his product? You know, uh, we try to do things differently than everybody else. 
mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we accommodate to everybody. Don't get me wrong. But uh, if you're a disrespectful customer or uh, if you feel some sort of entitlement, uh, you know, we don't we don't we don't rock with you. Uh, you know, we want to do business with the people uh, that are truly thankful to be in the positions that they're in. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of, you know, going back to on the scenes of the business and stuff for a lot of people that don't know, because a lot of people, um, you know, I myself for, with this podcast and stuff, I'm just recording, editing through Instagram. I haven't really, you know, done the growth strategy behind it, but I also know that you can't just slap something online and think it's going to grow because it's right. that's not the case. Um, I just have other things I've been tied up with that are actually making me money. So that's, right. that's the whole thing behind this. But with, I, I know the behind the scenes. So the thing that I have understood some, from such a, I would probably say over the past five years now, just because of mentors and people I've reached out to and stuff is that um, they're great ideas and some of the best ideas ever never come to light because of the execution behind it. So if you could talk a little bit more about how exactly you got um, what's popping off the ground. So you you had this idea of what's popping popcorn, right? Okay, now that you have the idea, what's next? What's the first step into actually building this with, well, with you know, like every, the vendors and all that? I mean, to me, test marketing was everything. Uh, and what is that? Know, was, test marketing was you know, create, creating a bag. You know, what's, mm-hmm. your, what's your product going to look like? Uh, you know, what flavors are you going to have? Uh, you know, how are you going to sell it? Uh, where are you going to sell it? Uh, how, where are you starting? Uh, you know, who's going to be your taste testers? Who, 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 who are you going to approach and say, hey, it wasn't about approaching people and saying, hey, I got this business idea. What do you think? No, it was really, yo, we're going to do this business. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and we just, me and Dave came up with flavors and we just started handing them out to people. Yo, check mm-hmm. this out. Uh, you know, I'm the dude who's got bags in the back of his car rolling through Tim Hortons. Like, listen, I'll make a deal with you. Follow me on Instagram and I'll give you a free bag. Uh, you oh, know, you did the, me, uh, not to cut you off. You did the fucking shout out to uh, RIP to the king. But you uh, you did it straight Nipsey Hustle style where he's just you like, did, hey, bro, you did, boost you know me. What, bro, I got the CD out of my trunk. <laughs> listen, bro, me and you got to meet directly just by saying that. Because me and Dave, joke, <laughs> we joke about it all the time. I always used to say to Dave, y'all want to be the Nipsey of popcorn, dog. You know, because Nipsey... Uh was an innovator. Nipsey preached the movement. It's sad, right? Because all when we think of Nipsey, we think rolling 60s, we think gangbanging, we think, and yes, yes, those things happen, but those things happen everywhere. But you know, Nipsey loved. He loved. And and, and I love. That's one person I you wish know, I could, uh, that's one person I wish I could meet. Hell yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard guy to work for. I'm a pretty wild guy. I will say, <sighs> you know, I like things done immediately. Uh, you know, I've been in the restaurants my whole life. Anybody who's been in the restaurants understands that kind of mentality, right? But, like, I love any person who, who shows us the time of day. I love genuine, nice people that show respect. But if somebody yes. doesn't, you know, then we get out of pocket, too. You know what I mean? And we're quick <laughs> to let somebody know, check yourself. You know what I mean? And for me, that was the whole Nipsey movement, right? You know, like, but that's what we did. And, you know, we, we were slinging popcorn. As much as we could. Now, I own a catering business called Three Brothers Catering. Me and Dave were doing out-of-state weddings. We were doing so much stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, it was a great platform at the time because then we introduced popcorn bars. Uh, so if you booked a gig with us, you got a free popcorn bar. But so you've got to really figure out ways 
to, to, to really get your product, to get your product out there. Now for us, the platform was markets, you know, mm -hmm. Austin came into the mix. Uh, she started booking up markets for us and we really used any market that we could get in to sell the product. And that's really what created the name. And once the buzz got around, we said, all right, well now we need a brick and mortar because people want to know where they can go and get this popcorn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we created that concept and we opened up the store and then, you know, things kind of went from there. Now we just expanded, uh, you know, we expanded into a warehouse uh, and we ship all over the country now. So, you know, it, it took some time, but we blew up faster than we expected for sure. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we've only really been on the scene for two years. Uh, you know, somebody the other day said we're one of the hottest business in Buffalo. I thought that was dope. Uh, you know, we keep our head down, bro. Like we really don't let that kind of shit go to our heads because you can't. You cannot. Exactly. You know, it's like once you get comfortable, you get stagnant. You know, that's how I see. That's how I look at it. You know, you got to constantly be, be hustling every day. Dave has been able to create extremely consistent product. Uh, and, you know, the, and that's extremely important as well. And uh, I look at myself as a hype man, bro. Everywhere I go, this is who I am. You know what I mean? This is my personality, the way I talk, the way I walk. Uh, you know, nothing changes. Uh, and, and this is what you get. And, and this is the world that we live in. Man, hustling has been going on forever. It's yes. really just about finding the people that really, truly understand what that means. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and I always tell people, man, put those video games down. You know, when I was a kid, we didn't have that shit. Uh, you know what I mean? If you needed to make money, you got to make money. You know, in high school, I was selling chocolate chip cookies. You know, we were slinging, uh, we were slinging M&Ms. We weren't selling drugs. Uh, you know, we were hustling whatever we could to make money. Uh, you know, and then we are stacking that money and, and we, we do that now, uh, you know, and so it's just on a larger scale. Uh, of you know, course. So I always tell people that uh, you just got to stay humble to yourself and you got to truly believe in yourself, bro. You go through, I mean, you're in business with yourself. You understand you go through every emotion, bro. There's days where I'm happy as hell. We're doing well. There's days where I'm on the side of the road, teared up. Like, what the fuck am I doing? You have to go through those emotions and you have to hit rock bottom in order to become a true success. I believe that because I've hit rock bottom in my life. Uh, yes. And I've had, you know, Dave and, and, and really be there for me and, and, and show love when you got a dude who can show that kind of love to you, you know, and, and you always need somebody to help pick you up. Uh, and you always need those motivators in your circle. Um, this, bro, I say the sky's the limit all the time because it is, you know, real quick, my son tells me he wants to open up a Lamborghini dealership. I love sharing. <laughs> he wants to open a Lamborghini dealership. You know, we say, okay, how we doing it? You know, he's nine. How we yeah. doing this, dog? Let's set this up. We have others that say, what do you mean? How's that possible? How can he do that? You live in this city. How is that possible? You know, and, and those are the people that motivate me, bro. I'd rather you tell me that the shit I'm doing is going to fail and I'm some piece of shit than tell me that what you're doing is amazing and you're going to be successful because I'm more motivated by the ones that have something to say that's negative than I am to the ones that are positive. Uh, you know, they really, they motivate me, man. It, it really keeps me on my toes every day. And I love, and I love them for that. Um, so, uh, you know, I thank the haters. No, of course. It's actually like two, two videos I saw. It's uh, like the ones Jay-Z and he was saying how his uncle was like, how are you going to sell a million records? And he's like, I sold a million records like a million times. A million which times. You, which you, right? he's like, what you mean? And he was saying how, his uncle didn't have any malice behind it, but it was just, it was his fear of like, if he was in that position, he yep. wouldn't know how to do it. So he's yep. like, Hey, like, how are you going to do it? If I don't know how to do it. Um, well, and you know, that's what I love about, you know, negative people because sometimes their fears reflect on you, uh, you know, and, and it's like, yo man, listen, like 
Yeah, well, you know, we use the store as a platform to really get out and just kind of like talk in the community and really, not even just the community, you know, to anybody. You know, I get on a lot of Zoom calls. We talk to the kids, you know, we get involved with Push Buffalo, things on the west side, you know, really just showing people that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you don't know, you know, we can all say what we want to say. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, you just got to stay humble and believe in your dreams and not mm-hmm. anybody, not let anybody sway you. And, you know, it's crazy. We hear that shit all the time. Right. We hear it all the time. You know, yeah. but it's true. Uh, you know, and if you believe, they will believe. Uh, of course. And, and, and if you work hard, uh, people will see that. And it'll motivate them to work hard. Uh, and before you know it, uh, you, you're somewhere that you didn't expect to be. Uh, and that's what it is. You know, now I talk to my kids' schools. Uh, you know, I, I try to use that as a platform. Uh, you know, my kids go to the – I have a son who goes to G Falk in Kenmore. Uh, it's a beautiful school. I love it. Uh, I have two kids that go to Star Point. Beautiful school. I love it. But in the suburbs, they teach them different. Yes. Teach them different, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm very adamant about getting them to realize stop teaching them different. Uh, you know what I mean? Let these kids understand, uh, you know, that they're kings and they're queens and they can be successful doing anything. Uh, you know, my daughter comes home and asks me why she only brown girl in class. No daughter should have to ask that question. You know, my daughter should come home and say, you know, they're preaching kings and queens in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, so I make sure that I'm a very, very involved father. Uh, and I make sure that every single thing that we do in the business has something to do with the kids. Yeah, I mean, we can have the education conversation a complete different day because I've always thought that uh, school doesn't do shit for you. It does. I nothing. mean, it, 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 it does. It like I mean, we know we know it does. But like where we're going with it, we know it doesn't. If that right. makes sense. Exactly. Um, it then, certainly does. Yeah. So and it's like um, the funniest, I, even though he says out of pocket shit 24 seven and it's like, God, why are you, why are you talking? Um, the funniest kind of like backing up the Jay-Z thing was when uh, Kanye was getting interviewed. It's like if you look at who the director of Polaroid cameras is, it's Lady Gaga. And he's like, what the right. fuck does Lady Gaga know about cameras? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um, OK, so like getting back to the business and whatnot. So. Well, I know you said, we talked about it briefly, you touched on it a little bit. You said world dominance, world takeover. You want to be in 50 states. Grab hub, you guys are in all this stuff. What is the, I mean, obviously there's no end goal because the end goal is always, one, it's never attainable. And two, it's always moving. And what I mean by it's not attainable is that, say, if you want to get to 100 million in sales revenue in one year, you get there. You're not going to be like, awesome, let's kick it and chill. No, you're right. immediately going to be like, oh, one, one, 100 million? Let's try to go for one billy. So right. you, you constantly are expanding. So there's really no finish line. Um, like how Nipsey always says it's a marathon and it it's constant and it's constant. And I saw a video with Nipsey and Gary V where they were eating at a dinner and he was, you know, telling Gary all these business ideas he had and stuff. And Gary was like, how old are you again? He goes, I'm 33, bro. He goes, holy shit, man. He goes, people think that you've made it. You haven't even started. And Nipsey goes, yeah, that's why I'm in no rush. I'm letting all these opportunities unfold in front of me. Um, and then he was just basically talking about how they were then talking about Nipsey brought it up about how Drake is just the biggest artist out and he dominates because he's able to take advantage of all these opportunities that are unfolding right in front of him. So with you, um, what is the, for as far as you can see at the moment, what is the grand vision you have for the business? Well, I mean, the grand vision is everybody who's involved in the business with me becomes a success. Uh, it's not because they worked here. Uh, it's because they were able to take their dreams and, and let them and, and let them unfold within the business. That's that that to me is everything. You know, I want everybody to be on the same level. 
uh, but but true expansion is everything. You know, reinvesting into other things is is really the goal for what's popping. Uh, what's popping is a brand. Uh, you know, right now we just sell popcorn. Uh, but mm-hmm. it really is a brand. Uh, you know, if you, you say you do real estate, well, who, who knows? What's popping may open up its own real estate business. Uh, you exactly. Know, we we are we are very very smart individuals uh, that could be successful in any level of business uh, that we encounter. Uh, you know, right now we push uh, to to the NFL the NBA to agents, uh, you know, we, we, we we're taking a concession style product uh, and we're showing people that it can truly be a high end product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not pushing the fares. We're not, uh, you know, doing that kind of stuff uh, because we see it in a different light. Um, so, you know, the goal really is to continue the brand and watch where the brand goes. Uh, you know, it's hard to say what the end goal is because we don't know where the brand's going to take us. I will tell you this, uh, opportunities just continue to unfold. Uh, you know, we have the brand down so many different avenues uh, and we're just loving every second of it because every day is a, is a new opportunity, right? Uh, you know, every day we wake up, there's a new, there's something new going on. There's a, I, you know, I always have these crazy ideas uh, and I and I love that about myself that I've been able to really just have this mindset uh, where I love creating things that a lot of people don't think about. Uh, they seem to be working, uh, and we just um, you know we just continue to work hard and stay humble. Mm-hmm. And well, it's kind of funny because, like I said before we were recording, I was telling you that when I was out in Denver at some of the dispensaries, they had a lot of edibles that were just like in my head i'm thinking i never in a million years would have thought that this could be something that would be considered inedible right like they had like they had these things called keef sodas which are you know like um thc infused pop they had slushies they had popsicles they had cakes they had um mints like they had like anything that you could think about as like a snack you got edible they had it they had beer cheeses that were edible like just shit that you can't even fathom and we have some concepts coming out in that form, too. Uh, you know, working with Canna House right now. Shout out to Canna House. Uh, you know, we're doing a lot with them. Uh, you know, we got, so, you know, it, it's, it's some things I can speak on, some things I can't. But, uh, you know, that is another avenue that we have the popcorn rolling down right now. Uh, you know, the music industry is big right now. Uh, you know, we're doing some stuff out of New York City with some studios like it, it doesn't end for us, uh, you know, so every day uh, it's something else on top of the storefront, on top of deliveries, on top of online sales. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, yeah, man, the hustle is real, bro. Uh, you know, and I always say how bad you want it, you know, exactly. I think that's what people need to ask themselves. Uh, you know, what kind of life do you want to live? Are you content with your life? You know, back to your suburb, you know, a lot of people in the suburbs are content with their lives. They live in the suburbs. Uh, you know what I mean? And I have found that 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 life is is a life that people want. It's not the life I want. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm chasing a bigger life. Uh, you know, Absolutely. and that doesn't necessarily mean financials. Uh, mm-hmm. That may mean that means accomplishments. Uh, money comes and goes, bro. You know what I Absolutely. mean? I spend a lot yeah. of money. I've lost a lot of money. I have a great life. Uh, I want accomplishments. I want my children Absolutely. to remember uh, how hard we worked for them. Uh, you know, I don't want my daughter to need a man to take care of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I want my ch- my sons to understand that if they work hard, they can have anything. They w- I want them to surpass what I am. Isn't that what all parents want for their children? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. what I want. I mean, I'm uh, not a dad, so I don't know. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I work hard for that. 
Uh, so my children don't have to live a hood life. They don't have to live the things that I've been through, uh, you know, and they can they, they be thankful for their lives. You know, I'm at Tim Hortons today. My son's tying up his hundred and forty dollar pair of sneakers, which is fucking hysterical. Mm -hmm. uh, and I say to him, uh, yo, bro, you know, you got to be thankful for what you have. Uh, every day is the first day of the rest of your life. I said, today's mm -hmm. a new day. What do you want, dog? You know, be thankful for those sneakers. Be thankful for those pants because somebody doesn't have them. Homie no. next to me comes up to me while I'm walking to the car. You know, Spanish cat. I, you know, I didn't know what he was saying to me. But what he was getting at was that he heard what I said to my son. And he appreciated that because he doesn't ever hear any fathers say that kind of stuff. Yo, like we can floss in front all we want to. Uh, but we have to be thankful uh, for what we have. And, uh, you know, every day is a new day, bro. Uh, you know, so every day we're chasing, man, you know, and, and I always say, man, the shit is real. No, of course. And I mean, what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I, I, I know you'll appreciate it, is that I, I say with some of my friends sometimes that it's like the concept of being grateful is kind of crazy in the aspect that if you really think about it, you have no control over who your parents are. You have no control over where you were born and stuff. And I always joke that like, shit, I could have been born in Iraq, except for yep. I was born in Buffalo, New York. Yep. And it's just like, I, I'm over here, I'm over here sometimes being like, fuck, man, I missed the, the, the Travis Scott sneaker drop on Nike.com. What the right. fuck? And I'm, and I'm upset for like a second. And then I'm right. like, you got little kids kicking fucking boulders because they can't even afford a soccer ball. You got and, it, bro. And their feet are all busted. But to them, it's just like, that's the cost of playing soccer. It's yep. just like, it's that disconnect. I mean, like I said, I've traveled a lot. And you're um, right. So I've been able to see some things, but like that type of shit, I'm like, that's why I love traveling so much is because yeah. it's just like, it makes me, it, it's like a reset. It makes me rethink things and think You're about right. things outside of the perspective that I've become accustomed and comfortable with. And I can't blame um, anybody for that, brother. You know what I mean? Like your upbringing, I, of course. Your upbringing. I would never judge yes. anybody based on that, but I have yes. learned in my life that instead of bitching about where you came from and the things that you've been through and this and that, yo, change them, mm -hmm. change them, dog. I don't live the same life that I used to. Right. But I used to come from that. You know what mm. I mean? But I made a change. And if you make the change and you don't forget where you come from and you stay consistent, it really doesn't matter how much money you end up with in your life. I think that's the problem that we all chase money. I love money. Of course we do. We all do. Money helps mm -hmm. you with a lot, a lot of things. Right. But mindset is more important than money. Right. Understanding a hustler's ambition to me is more important than money. Working hard to get to your to, you know, to fulfill your dreams is more important than money because money, you can't take money with you. You know what I mean? My kids aren't going to, they're just going to remember that I had money. You know, I want them to remember me for something more important. Like we want to leave a legacy. You know, it's funny. We opened up a popcorn store. It was a popcorn store. Now it's become something else. Mm -hmm. You know, now we're a voice. You know, now we Let's, have a platform, uh, you know, and it's important to take, take advantage of that. Absolutely. Let's, let's get into the mindset as aspect of it, actually. So, I mean, I brought it up to you via, like, before we started recording, um, how obviously anyone that's not a Bills player can go fuck themselves. It's Bills Mafia to the day we die. However, one of my favorite players to watch and favorite players to listen to and shit like that is Jalen Ramsey. And I actually saw a video of him that was on, I believe, Vice, where his dad, his dad trained him and his dad trains him all off season. He goes back to his hometown, trains with his boys and stuff like that, rather than going to fancy gyms out in LA or New York or any of those places. 
and they were interviewing his dad and his dad was basically saying that when he was playing football, there'd be certain kids getting a lot of praise. And he was like, well, why are they getting that praise? They're not that good. And he goes, he was basically breaking it down for him. How and he goes, well, I want that praise. And he goes, well, if you want to be that good, then these are the things you got to do. And for a lot of people, they don't like Jalen Ramsey, obviously, because of how he talks, how he presents himself in the media and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't, I like him for what he's doing. It's like kind of like Kobe in that like Mamba mentality of like, I don't care if you're number one. Like, so like for Jalen Ramsey, one thing I've noticed is like, I have conversations with my boys all the time. They're like, who's a better cornerback, Trey White or Jalen Ramsey? And they all say Trey White, which me, I, even though I'm a diehard Bills fan, I emphatically disagree because if you watch Jalen Ramsey, he follows the number one player all over the field, which football if you shut down one side of the field that's that's dominating in a way too but at the same time for for you to literally be like I want the best every single time you see him covering Julio you see him covering DeAndre Hopkins you see him covering Stefan Diggs and and obviously when we played uh the Rams people were like well Diggs caught a touchdown on him but it's like Diggs's stats were one catch one touchdown for four yards so he kind of shut him down in a way um then you hear people like the rapper Russ or you hear a lot of people like Drake behind the scenes or even Jay-Z and stuff. What is what is your whole take on the whole to get to that point and to get to that level? You already when you're at the bottom have to be speaking and carrying yourself that way to get yourself there. Because it seems like a lot of people get offended by someone that's just like, I know what I want. This is what the fuck I'm going to do. And I'm not going to shut up about it because I'm here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you, that's a certain that's a certain level of confidence that you have to have in yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that really boils down to you and your personality. Uh, you know, I've always been a confident person. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never been uh, a follower. Uh, you know, I always tell my kids and I was always taught uh, you didn't follow. Uh, they'll follow you, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And so I've never been one to uh, hop on the bandwagon. Uh, you know, I've never been that dude. I've always kind of just done my own thing uh, and perfected what I'm doing. Uh, you're right, man. You can talk a lot of shit, but you better back it up. Uh, you know, if you got a lot to say, you better you better come correct. Uh, you know, and I, I always have. Uh, you know, the team does. I, I think that, you know, it's really for me, it's just about how much I believe in myself, bro. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's me getting up every day, eager to learn something new. It's 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 me being motivated by the people around me uh, when they have ideas. Uh, you know, I love hearing their ideas and, 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 and ways to structure the business and, and things that they they think might work. Uh, I'm never against those things, although if I don't like it, I don't like it. Uh, but I'm never against hearing them. Uh, you know, I, I think you're right. Some people are probably taken back by me uh, because I am so uh, in your face. Uh, you know, I got this little swag about me uh, that you're right. People know I don't care what other people think. Um, if people are taken or people are offended by that, well, you know, that's on them. You know, everybody's different. Uh, mm-hmm. But for me, um, you know, and especially the business and lane that we're in, uh, more people love popcorn than there are people that hate it, uh, you know, so we don't have to connect with every single person. Uh, you know, I think we've lived in a world where people say, well, the customer's always right. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> that is not true. Uh, I know, agree. Uh, if a customer comes in the store with an attitude, I don't even want to sell to them. Uh, you know, they can leave. Uh, you know, um, 
I think it's important that we we create that early and take that stance on on what we're going to deal with and what we're not going to deal with. Um, and and we we take that responsibility, uh, you know, on. And so I really just truly believe that uh, you just have to believe in yourself, you know, and some people are built like that and some people aren't. Not everybody's built to have their own business. You know, it's not mm-hmm. for everybody. You know, some people no. like just going to work and coming home, you know, and that's cool. That just would never was for me. Uh, you exactly. know, I've always been that kid who wanted more. Oh, how do I get more? Where do we get more? What do we do to get more? Uh, you know, my brain never shuts off. Uh, again, that's a pro and a con, too. Uh, you know, some of my homies would be like, bro, you just got to take a break, dog. Uh, for what? Uh, you know, for what? You know, uh, you know, we're 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 grinding here. This is what we do. Uh, you know, I'll sleep. Nah, I said it best, bro. Sleep is the cousin of death. Uh, you know, although I get a lot of sleep nowadays, uh, you know, you got to keep going, man. You got to keep grinding. As soon as I'm up, we're we're grinding. We're figuring it out. What are we doing? How are we doing it? Um, you know, it's that's that mindset. Uh, you know, but I think a lot of that also comes from a person's upbringing, uh, things that they've gone through in their lives, whether they've been positive or negative. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of those things, I'm 39. I think a lot of the things that have I've been through in my life have really molded me into what I've become today. Absolutely. And what are some, you know, going off of that, what are some of the unknown struggles of becoming your own boss and obviously executing and building a business? Because obviously a lot of people just assume that building your own business and having it successful, like you're sitting on all this fucking money, which me and you both know that if you're your own business business owner or you're an entrepreneur, your money is always tied up in something. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's funny you say that, you know, me and Dave and Austin, we talk about that every day because I'm always talking about that. Uh, You know, and that's the sad thing about perception, right? Uh, You know, especially nowadays with social media, Uh, you know, they see something, they assume something. Uh, you know, we have our money tied up in so much. Uh, we are not rich. Uh, you know, uh, I'm rich because I wake up every day and I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm rich because I have my children. I'm rich because I got my team. I'm rich because we do what we want to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, we have our hands in a lot of different things, which means uh, we have our money in a lot of different things. Uh, you know, my kids have a clothing line coming out. Uh, my kids have some concepts that we have money tied up in. Uh, you know, we're, we're tying up uh, money and some other things that we have. You know, it's really about reinvesting. Uh, although, um, you know, people may say, well, hey, you know, you own a business. Uh, we know what it's like to own a business. You may not be making the money that you think. Uh, we're smart about it. We really do try to tie the money up in other in other things. Uh, so that way, uh, if something were to fail, uh, we have something to fall back on. And, uh, you know, I've always been that person. Uh, you know, some would say, well, what's that term? Uh, you can't put your eggs uh, in all in a, a million baskets. Yes, you can, uh, you know, because I got my eggs in a million. Uh, and to me, it's important because we know that we have other concepts that will flourish as well. Uh, it's just about timing, man. And it's just about really getting out and uh, and marketing yourself. Uh, and having these kind of conversations that I'm having with you, uh, with multiple people and sharing your brand and your story and uh, creating a relationship. And if you can do all of that on top of marketing and social media, uh, you, you know, you never know what can happen. Uh, we don't put our money into marketing firms. Uh, you know, we market ourselves. Uh, we get a lot of people that ask, hey, who does your marketing? You know, Austin's got her hand all over that. Uh, you know, we've been able to find the right people uh, that are that each one of them have their that have their strengths. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. uh, and all of us have come together now. It's not just one person uh, that's gotten what's popping to the success that it's at at this point. Uh, it's every person, uh, you know, and everybody has a hand in it, no matter what they do. Uh, you know, I think, though, I've learned that uh, reinvesting your money uh, into the things that you want to do is is the way to go, uh, you know, and and I'm loving doing that and having that opportunity to be able to do that, uh, you know. So, uh, you know, it excites us every single day, man, because we just never know what's going to happen. One thing you just said that popped in my mind I wanted to ask because I've heard people like Nipsey, Russ, um, and a lot of other people that are in the music industry talk about it is 100% ownership, where Russ talks about how if and he, I'm not I'm not quoting him word for word and I may you know mess up a little bit with my description of it because I don't know the music industry like that but he's basically saying that when you sign to a label and they sign you for say 10 million they're not really giving you 10 million you have to right. pay that 10 million back and then on top of it before they actually pay you anything more and it's like if your records don't hit you still got to pay that money back and right. and it's it becomes a loop of like uh, control and they own you rather than you owning you got the, your your music so uh, it's one of those things where whatever someone's going to offer you uh, like some, say if someone offered you say a million for your business you know that that person that's offering you a million knows that they can grow it and make more money off right. of it so it's well, like it's funny you say this cuz we get this all the time you know like mm -hmm. uh, people want to invest in the business now you know you can't, that's why I always preach. You can't forget where you came from, man. Like well, where were we all at in the very beginning? You know, like well, we had to do all this hard work. We had to put, you know, we had to set the, set the, the groundwork, you know, and you know, me and Dave, you know, we put this together strategically, you know, Dave mm -hmm. is 26 years old. There's a, you know, he, he, he'll be able to take this business on himself at some point. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Austin's young. She'll be able to do she, the marketing that she's done has already opened up windows from other businesses that may have interest in her and what she's done for us. Uh, you know, and she's young. You know, it is all about 100 percent ownership. I would rather I would rather ride the grind out and get to the end by ourselves than have to have a million other hands in it. Because once you've mm -hmm. got a million hands in it, you've got a million different opinions. Yes. Uh, you know, and that's a problem for me. Uh, you know, especially when this, this is your baby, uh, you know, this is something that you've started. Uh, the people that are with me have been with me since the beginning, uh, you know, so we, we are very leery about that. And as we talk expansion, as we talk about taking the world over, as we talk about those things, that's a completely different financial bracket. Uh, and at some point, you know, you ask yourself, well, where do you get those financial tools to be able to do that? And you can't just be taking money from anybody who offers money. Uh, you know, and so well, nothing's you know, my free. grandfather is a big inspiration when it comes uh, to the financial side of this business uh, because he's had a ton of businesses. Uh, mm -hmm. And that is one thing uh, that I learned very, very young uh, was, you know, that at some point in your career, people will come to you and want to throw money your way because, like you said, they believe in it. They know that they can hit you with a large number and they can grow it and make more money. I'm good with that. Uh, you know, and I'm good riding with the team that I have until that opportunity comes for us uh, to take money for our, you know, our, ourselves uh, mm -hmm. and invest. And 100% uh, ownership is everything. And that's what we do. You know, it's all about structuring your contracts. You know, people and, and again, perception is everything. That's why yes, uh, yes. I look the way I look. I don't show up in a meeting in a fucking suit and I never will. I don't <laughs> care who you are. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I'm that confident in myself. All I need is you put me in front of enough people and I'm going to sell my product. I'm going to yes. sell my product, you know, and, mm -hmm. it, and, and, and it's in, 
if somebody says to me, hey, would you take that 60 million or would you try to get that 60 million on your own? You know, my pride would say, I'm going to try to get that 60 million on my own. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to try to get that because I never know who I'm in front of and I know what I'm capable of doing. So I'm going to try it. But if I can't get that 60 mil on my own, then I need some serious fine lines in that contract. Uh, you know, uh, and we're still very business savvy, you know, and you just can't judge a book by its cover. And that's really what what's popping represents. Uh, because absolutely. people see me, they see Dave, they see our people and they and they can't quite they don't know who owns it. They don't they don't know what the concept. Why, why does it look this way? But you look this way. Uh, and at the end of the day, it shows ignorance in people. It shows ignorance of course. in people. Uh, and, you know, so, so yeah, you know, it, 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 that's where I come in and I preach movement. And I preach the Nips and I preach the Jay-Zs and I preach, you know, the young homies that came from nothing to something. Uh, because those are the dudes that have had to work the hardest, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and our children will never have to work as hard as we did. That's, our, that's the whole point of parenthood. Uh, you know, and if you do things the right way and you structure things the right way, uh, you set your children up, uh, you, you raise them with good morals. Uh, you understand that, hey, just because you came from something doesn't mean that everybody did. And you have to be understanding of that as well. Uh, and you work hard. Absolutely. Speaking of working hard, what is the um, not you personally? Yes. And then a little bit of what you've been educated on and stuff like that. For those that don't know, what is the work ethic? actually like for someone that is all in and owns their own business i mean you know i i I think i think that all falls on like our upbringing again uh you know uh, i watched my grandfather work hard his whole life uh but working hard isn't just enough to get you successful uh correct you're learning uh educating yourself about business educating yourself about marketing uh never stopping uh you know i raised three i have three kids uh you know all under 11 uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, I, I'm a go, go, go guy. I'm always on the go. I don't have much of a social life. Uh, there are certain sacrifices that you will have to make uh, in order to get to the level of success that you want to be at. Um, and with that comes uh, a lot of sacrifice. And it also comes the people around you understanding uh, the sacrifice that you have to make as well. Um, and I think sometimes that's the hardest part. Uh, you know, um, it's a balance. Uh, and it's a balance that I think uh, all business owners still have a challenge uh, finding. I, I know I do. Uh, you know, I'm a workaholic. Uh, you know, if I'm not with my children, I'm working. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I find time for, for me sometimes. Uh, but for me, that's not what's important right now. Uh, what's important is uh, solidifying the business, locking it up, making sure people understand what we represent, uh, you know, and making sure my children. I talk about my children more than anything uh, because they are my everything. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, and what I'm trying to do for them, uh, because in all honesty, I'm afraid that nobody else is going to be able to do that. Uh, so I take on that. I take on that challenge um, and I make that, sure that, that we that we lock that up. But, um, you know, it, it's a lot of sacrifice. And I think I think people love the idea of having their own business. I think people love the idea of being their own boss. I, I think they love all those things. But uh, once they get into the nitty gritty and the back end of it, uh, you know, some it doesn't work out for some. No, of course. It's like uh, how Mike Tyson's always used to say, like, everyone, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the fucking Man, mouth. And you're, you're like, right oh, about that. or you're no. like, I, I experienced that when I first started playing lacrosse, like how I mentioned to you that I played um, D1 for a couple of years. And the first, first practice we had, it wasn't even a, a, a coach's practice. It was more so of like getting to know each other, getting to know the freshmen getting to know the team. We just did a quick scrimmage. I'm coming around the net. Some senior, def- some junior defenseman fucking bodied my ass into the ground. And that was the first time I was like, oh, 
I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Right, shit. right, man. You know, I was right, like, man. no. Like, but going into it, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, I always knew I was that dude. I always knew I was good at lacrosse. Like, obviously, that's the type of cut. You got to have delusional confidence in a way and be your own hype man. But, right. like, the first time that – in, like, the first month of practicing, I was on the phone with my mom, and I'm like, mom, I might need to transfer. I don't know if I'm actually this good. Yeah, but man. it's not It's not that you're not that good. It's just more so if you've never been in a uh, a gritty-ass situation right. consistently that challenges your own beliefs in that aspect. You're absolutely right, you know, and so it, it takes a, it takes a lot of confidence in it, and uh, you know it, it never shuts off, bro. There's no there's no punch out. That's what I tell mm-hmm. people. You don't fucking punch out. You know what I mean? When I'm home and I get the kids down, I'm working. And when I'm with the kids, I'm working. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's a constant, man. And you know, I preach. You know, how bad do you want it? You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I always say that that comes from people's upbringing because the way they lived is the way that they're content living. Right. Mm-hmm. And some people live harder and some people live better and some people live worse. And, and it really just depends on the individual. Uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, my life was shitty. Uh, so uh, I don't want to ever go back to that. And I don't ever want to be broke again. Uh, so for me, I just keep on going and keep on going. And, you know, it's it's uh, it'll either kill me or make me, brother. Uh, but at least I know uh, I tried. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, what are some. Like if you had someone at one of your pop-up shops, because you do a lot of pop-up shops around the city, if you had someone come up to you and say, hey, uh, Stefan, can I can I get a minute of your time? Obviously you would. And they said, hey, you know, I want to start a business one day. You know, I'm, I'm still in school. I got some ideas and stuff like that. Um, what piece of advice would you give them or, you know, let them on to? Not, not diminishing them or not doubting them, but more so of just spitting it real to them and keeping it real with them. Um, about bringing an idea into reality for them to become their own boss one day. Yeah, man, I always talk to people about that. You know, I get that a lot, actually. It's uh, sometimes it's a little overwhelming. Like I'm flattered by it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because like we we jumped into it. You know, like we didn't have anybody like guiding us. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? And uh, some it's trial and error. Uh, you know, you got to see what sticks. So sometimes you know you're throwing a lot of shit at the wall and nothing's fucking sticking. Uh, you know, but uh, it's really I just tell people just to, don't give up. Don't you know, don't ever let anybody sway you. That's the problem with people. You know, we get too many people that sway us. We get too many people in our ear. I don't listen to old heads anymore. You know what I mean? I used to listen to my OGs, anybody who was older than me. I always tell anybody over 40, I ain't really trying to listen to you unless it's some <laughs> financial advice. You want to talk to me about investments and those kinds of things. It's the young generation. We don't take enough time to train our youth. We don't take enough time to show the youth that, hey, man, you believe in yourself. There's too many insecurities now. We got 13 year olds looking 40. Uh, You know, it's uh, it's I don't I I, my big thing is that you have to believe in yourself. And the problem is, is that people are weak. You know, people are weak uh, and and they will break. And if you break uh, and you give up, you never know. You never know. I I don't want to live with shoulda, coulda, wouldas, bro. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I want to know that everything I pursued, it either worked or it failed. I didn't have somebody tell me, well, hey, you know, uh, I don't think that's a great idea. And uh, I've been in business for 20 years and I'm seeing people that have been in business for 20 years. Businesses shut down uh, over here on the West Side. We got a lot of businesses shutting down people that have been in business for so long. I always say maybe they got too comfortable. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't change with the times. You know, customer service is everything, man. How many times do you walk into a business and nobody says shit to you? Let's talk about big business. How many times do you walk into Walmart or Target and that one person comes up to you and asks you how your day is? We preach customer service. 
We preach mm-hmm. customer service because it's important. You can't treat people like customers. You got to treat them like family. They got to love you before they want your product. That's the problem with people today. We don't do that. We're not respectful enough. Back in the day, if you didn't hold the door, I got my ass whooped. You know, you don't do that anymore. People don't do that. They don't take the time to just say hello to a simple hello, a simple thank you, a simple have a great day. You know, you can be big, tough guys. You can be scary. We can talk all the shit that we want. But at the end of the day, respect is everything, you know, but you got to give it to get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and so, you know, that's what I tell a lot of people that ask me, you know, it's really uh, don't don't just think that your product is going to make you a success. You have to teach yourself uh, to, to really communicate, to engage with the people that you're selling your product to, to really get to know them on a personal level, uh, to get them to understand the movement that you're truly creating. So that's why when we're everywhere and we do pop up, so people pop up with us or whatever, uh, you know, I always make sure that we introduce, we always show the story. Uh, you know, we never let these things go to our heads. You know, people recognize us now from social media. That shit is wild, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, those things, uh, you got to let them forget that. You know, that, that's not what we're chasing. We ain't chasing fame. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like there's a difference, uh, you know, between fame and success, uh, you know, and uh, I'm chasing the success. And uh, I could care less how many people know us. Uh, but I do love the respect that we all seem to give to our customers because I think that's the most important. And they give the same respect and support back. Absolutely. And it's uh, it's funny you say that because it's just I, I tell people all the time, like I'll be at a restaurant or something like that with my boys and I'll be and the waitress or waiter will come up and ask, like, you know, obviously, what what can I get you? And I'm always like, may I please? May I please? And my friends are always laughing at me, being like, hey, you, you're you so respectful. You say, may I please? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, it's just how my mom raised me. Like, That's how, yo, me. Right? I was raised yeah. that way, too. You know, I come from a rough background, but I was always raised to be polite. I was yes. always raised to respect the people that I meet. And it wasn't until I got older when I started to see the disrespect, right? Yeah. You know, and then once I saw that disrespect, I realized it myself, you know, you got to find that within, Hey man, you can still show love. You can still be respectful. But as an adult, you can pick and choose who the fuck you want to be respectful to, you know? So if a person wants to be an asshole, well, then I'm going to be an asshole. And sometimes people are taken back by that, you know, and just because you're a business owner doesn't mean you have to respect every person that comes through your door. Uh, And, and I think some people have a hard time, finding that balance you know we're real Mm -hmm. quick to go tell somebody to fuck off if they have an attitude but i'm also i'll give you the biggest hug in the world i'll tell you how much i love you as a customer you know Mm -hmm. and and it just depends on on the person and and real recognize real bro you know we preach that every single day absolutely and you know kind of you know wrapping up here because we've been talking for an hour or so and i greatly appreciate your time because of how busy you are um i have a couple final questions for you sure the first one the first one i never really get an answer on because people either don't know or they say it's in one ear and out the other but what is the worst advice you've ever been given the worst advice i've ever been given yeah yo i got one Yo, uh, I had a, I had a real prom. I'll make it quick. I had a real prominent uh, businessman here in Buffalo. Uh, I really plug on the east side. We really wanted to get in and talk to the kids. Uh, I had a real prominent businessman in Buffalo uh, tell me that I needed to change my image. Uh, at the time when I met him, I had a Jerry Rice throwback jersey on because I'm a big jersey dude. Uh, he said I had to lose all my gold. Uh, and I had to whiten my teeth. And that was the only way I was going to be a success. I love him. I To this day, <laughs> I love him so much because I didn't change shit about me. Uh, I keep it as real as I can be. Um, and uh, that was probably the worst advice I ever got. But I, but it also was probably the best advice I ever got. Uh, because um, 
he was wrong. And uh, I thank him so much for it. Speaking of jerseys, my um, one of my good friends, shout out to her. Uh, we'll say Christina because she likes to be private, so I won't drop her last name. But she knows how big of a Michael Vick fan I am. So a oh. couple years, couple years ago, she uh, got me. Couple years ago, she got me a uh, Virginia Tech stitched Mike Vick jersey. That is so dope. I'm a huge Michael Vick fan, and that is a dope jersey, bro. Like, man, you uh, you sound like us, bro. You know, my big homie yeah. is the same way, man. I'm rocking OJ jerseys everywhere I go. Uh, you know, yeah, the juice uh, is loose, baby. <laughs> man, we're always rocking them, but uh, you know that gentleman, uh, you know, saying that to me and, and making it seem as if uh. You know, I had to look a certain way to get a certain thing, um, you know, really upset me in a way because, um, you know, all I know is to be me uh, and being true to myself has gotten me this far. Uh, so I thank God for that. No, of course. And the one thing, obviously, like I get like we could we, we don't have time to get into this, but I've always said to some of my friends that like I say this in an ignorant way, meaning like I, I know it's not always this way. I'm just saying from a general basic level standpoint is that I never really understood professionalism based on looks, like the suit, right. all that shit, because if that was the case, everyone that did that would be successful. That's not the case. That's not the case. And you know, what I like about you, though, bro, I'll be honest, and I don't mean to cut you off, is that, like, you know, you share your story, and you say to me, hey, you know, I'm a suburb kid, and but you're a homie. You know what I mean? And, and it's like what I say to the homies in the city, like, yo, it doesn't matter where we came from, what kind of walk of life we've walked. It doesn't matter. And we and you meet people that just truly understand life in general, like you saying that you've traveled and you've seen this and, it, and you that reset. This is what I tell, you know, just some of my own for, you know, some of my less fortunate homies that like, yo, bro, it's on you to make that change. It doesn't matter your upbringing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what, what city you lived in, if you lived in the suburb or if you lived in the world on the east side. It's really just about like getting out and communicating. And if you can learn the art of communication. You're going to meet so many people that actually can relate to everything that you're talking about. It doesn't matter if they live there or not. Uh, And you seem to be that kind of person. And you're the type of person that I like to do interviews with because you keep it real. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everything is just always some sort of like, you know, uh, recording. It seems like uh, I'm reading off a piece of paper. I don't like doing those kind of interviews uh, because it's not me. Uh, You know, I like to just have real conversation. You're a homie I could chill with on a daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and and it seems like we have a lot of similarities, uh, regardless of, of the way of where we came from. And to me, uh, that's just so important. Absolutely. I well, the thing is too is that I think I genuinely think a lot of people have a lot of sim a lot of common ground. Um, but whether it is the social media, how crazy politics has gotten, and how crazy right. like a lot of things are it's almost in a way desensitizes us and makes us feel as though we gotta we gotta belong to a certain group or a certain tribe and it's like anything outside of that is like go fuck yourself you're wrong yeah, but it's just like yeah. that's not that's not really how life works and yeah, like that right. that type of shit is uh, is a form of like mind control and brainwashing in a way but again you yeah. know we don't got time for all that shit so right um last two questions i have for you what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given uh, you know, the best, pe- I mean, I've never really given like much, been given much advice. I'll be honest with you. You know, like, I think I've watched like my, my father, you know, I didn't have much of a father, you know, that's a whole nother story. I, I talk about my life in the wine dinners, but like, I will say that like what I've learned as opposed to just somebody giving me a, a great piece of advice. Cause I don't really have that. Um, 
other than my grandfather, you know, is really to work hard. And I've always worked hard. But as I grow, I also have learned that, uh, you know, sometimes it's just about working smart um, and not taking on every little thing away in the very beginning of the business. We did that. Uh, but then you have to really be mindful that uh, sometimes, you know, uh, business isn't good business. Um, mm-hmm. I think for me, um, is that it's really the best piece of advice is, is learning about business, learning about your brand uh, and, and truly what you represent. And if you believe in what you represent, uh, the flow of sales and how you will come. Um, I'd never base anything on how much money I want to make. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I base it on what impression do I want to leave. Um, and so for me, uh, that's probably the best piece of advice that I have, that I've learned, and that I can give to people uh, is stop chasing money, chase your dreams. I know that sounds mm-hmm. kind of crazy, right? You know, because most people's dreams involve money. Uh, but uh, that's not how I look at it. Uh, you know, um, I, I chase my dreams. I chase the things that I want. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, I have to structure the business on how I'm going to get there. Absolutely. And the last question I have for you is if you could go back, well, actually, no, not go back, but if you could meet your 18-year-old self today, what piece of wise words would you give your 18-year-old self to carry with them moving forward in life? Man, financial security, brother. You know, I teach that to my children right now. You know, they don't teach that shit in school. Hell no. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, and coming, coming from a poor family, uh, a poor family is only living paycheck to paycheck, right? Most people live paycheck to paycheck, financial security. My children are already set. And I'm so proud of that because that's all I wanted to do. And they don't even know that. If I could go back to my 18-year-old self, I'd beat the shit out of him uh, because I was out blowing money that I should. Uh, You know, if I only had that one person, you know, you always keep up with the Joneses. Being a poor kid living in the suburbs, I wanted that. I wanted to live in a development. I wanted to, to be able to to sit. I remember going to some of my buddies houses, man. And just seeing like, like they had, uh, they had pantries that you could like walk in and they had all the snacks, everything, you know, that, that was crazy to me. I I talk about that now. That was crazy to me that you could come downstairs in the morning from your big house, walk into your pantry and you'd have like four different cereals to choose from. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't live like that. You know, we were using powder milk and cornflakes. You know, like, I think for me, like, you know, that that was, like, the biggest change in my life. Like, where mm-hmm. I realized, like, what am I chasing, bro? Like, what do you mean? I ain't trying to live like this, dude. I'm trying to live. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but I think, like, you know, as a poor kid in the suburbs and I see all these people with all these things, I didn't have a lot of poor people to relate to. You know what I mean? And all I wanted was what all my rich friends had, uh, you know, but I realize now that, yo, I didn't want any of that shit, bro. Financial security, man. I want to know that when I die, my children are set up so they don't have to work as hard as I had to. They don't have to worry about those things. They don't have to worry about getting pulled over in the suburbs and being questioned on where you're going they, or, or being searched out of your car because you're a black kid in a predominantly white neighborhood. They don't have to worry. They don't have to worry about it. But they'll financially, they won't have to worry about those things. And to me, man, that was everything. Absolutely. And so I think that's – honestly, I think that's that's the end of it. I think we'll uh, finish the podcast off on that because, I mean, you said a lot of good shit. So I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, bro. shout out – I told her I'd give her a shout out, but shout out to my cousin Ashley because uh, 
she met you at Resurgence. She's the one that told me you were a funny dude. And then she brought me uh, the little pamphlet you had with all the different menu options of all the popcorn. And I still got yeah. it. So Yo, I told her you. that. Of course. So Yo, much I love got... to anybody that we've met at, the, at any markets, man. They show so much love. Like, please do me a favor, bro. Send me your address, man. I'm going to set up a delivery for you next week. And uh, I'll drop you a bunch of flavors. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I definitely like once I looked at your Instagram and I was looking at your menu, I was like, again, I've never seen something like this. The only time I've seen something like this, again, we're at dispensaries. So I was just like, yeah, uh, I definitely want to connect with you, get you on the episode. So and, and we did that. So, again, thank you. I know I could tell you're in your car going somewhere. You're always moving. I know how it is. So, again, I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. I know you're a busy guy. Same to you, bro. You know, I thank you for the time, man. Anybody who takes any time to talk to me, it's uh, it's amazing. So, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you, and I really thank you for hearing me. Absolutely. I'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll meet soon. I'll come down and uh, check out the shop and stuff like that. But for now, I'll let you go. So I appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you. Thank Bye. You.